All right, good evening. You guys are here for Tech and Family, right? Awesome. All right, my name is Pastor Scott. I'll let you guys know we are recording this audio tonight. Also, all the slides will be available online later. So if there's a slide you see up there that's not in your notes, we will be making that available later. So if you miss something. So my goal tonight is to kind of give you guys some information, and not just information, but also equip you. Because um, we all know there's the Internet's out there, and it's not going away. So I'm just going to spend some time tonight. At the very end of the night, we will stop, and then we will answer questions. So I'm sure there's going to be times you're going to answer, ask some questions, but if you can try to hold those to a little bit later, um, that would help. So for those who don't know me, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I have three children, and my youngest is almost 20. So we've kind of went through this over the last 10 years as smartphones became more and more popular and seeing how it's navigated and the tools and stuff that are out there. So here's what I would say. I think when the, the mobile phone, when the smartphone became more available to our kids was in February of 2014. And probably you guys are going, why February 2014? Because in February 2014, my phone bill actually went down in price for a while. Does anybody remember when your phone bill actually went down in price? Anyone remember that? Here's what happened. Here's what happened. AT&T, T-Mobile, Sprint, they all made the switch in how they made their plans available. Because remember when you used to buy a smartphone for a couple hundred bucks? Remember that? You could buy the brand new iPhone for two or three hundred bucks. Well, in February 2014, they made the switch. And what they did was they made your phone lines a lot cheaper, but you paid much more for your phone. And so what happened at that point there was you actually, you could actually give your kid your old smartphone and you're only paying like $15 a month for the line. So from that point forward, that's when the jump really happened where our kids became getting more and more and more mobile phones. And so I know in tonight's group, we have some of you guys who got younger kids, some of you have older kids, so I'm going to try to kind of hit the middle of it, but I know some of you, how many of you have a child who's got a mobile device already? Okay, how many do not have one yet, but they're going to have one probably in the next few years, right? So I want to kind of help you guys for those who have one already and those who don't have one already and things that you can do. Because the reality is this, mobile phones, mobile devices, cellular devices, laptops, they're not going away. I heard this great illustration the other day, and it was, the illustration was this. Whenever the, 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 uh, the automobiles first came out, it was like there was no such thing before that as an automobile crash, right? So the first automobile crash, like, were they going to do away with automobiles? No. So what have they done over the last 100 years? They've made automobiles safer. So what were some of the things they've done to make automobiles safer? They started to come up with, like, the windshield they didn't have initially, right? So when the, they didn't get hit with the bugs in the face. Then they came up with seatbelts, right? And then, then we had airbags, and now we have more than just airbags. We have all of the, the curtain things, and then also now we have lane assist. Because we know mobile, we know that, car, that cars aren't going away. It's something that we use, right? Mobile devices, Internet, we know it is going to be here for the future. So I'm not here tonight to tell you don't let your kids get on the Internet because it's going to happen. Okay? So my goal is to give you guys the tools and the resources you guys can use to protect your kids when they're on the Internet. Um, so what got me thinking about teaching one of these classes was about a year and a half ago, one of our families in their church came to me. They had a teenage daughter and they came to me and they were like, we're distraught because they had found on their daughter's phone, all these things she'd been doing on Snapchat. And up to this point, they had no idea that their daughter was using any kind of language that they would consider inappropriate. And they came to me and they were distraught. Like, what do we do? And I know this couple well, and I was surprised as I talked to them that night to find out what they had no idea what they could do on their child's phone. How many of your child has a phone and you have no kind of restrictions on it whatsoever? There's no kind of devices to monitor anything. You've kind of given them a phone and you're just trusting they don't mess up. Two of you are... How many of you are lying to me right now? 
Okay. Because a lot of us give our kids a phone and we just hope that they're not going to mess something up and we're just giving them this to So this family came to me like, our daughter, she's doing this. And they were like, what do we do? And so then it came to me a week later and we talked again and I showed him. I said, because um, he said, I'm concerned she may be doing places that we don't know about it. So if you have an iPhone, how many are iPhone users? How many are Android users? Okay. They all do a lot of the exact same things, right? It's just the, the device you want to use, the, the platform you like to use. So I showed him that day how to use this app that every iPhone has called Find My. Who knows what the Find My is? Okay. You can track devices and you can also track people. And so I showed him how to put his daughter's phone, because he had her phone with her, he had taken it from her, how he could track his daughter's phone. So he put it on his father's phone. A week later, he calls me. We found our daughter at 1 o'clock this, this morning at a park. Because he got up to use the restroom, looked on his phone, his daughter wasn't home. He got in the car, drove with his wife to the park, and spotted his daughter with a boy. Would he have known that before that? She would have snuck out, snuck back in. And that's what got me saying to myself, okay, I don't have all the answers. So for you as you're going, what kind of technology degree do I have? I don't. But I've been using an iPhone for 14 years, and I'm very versed in how it works, and I'm pretty versed on the Android. Obviously, I know iPhone better. But there's so many resources that tonight, as you look in your, those handouts you're getting, that's going to help you because you need to not just listen to what I have to say tonight. You actually need to do something about it. And I'm going to hit some scriptures with you guys. Do it. So how many of you sometimes feel as a parent, you're kind of like, maybe you're not doing your best. You could probably do a little bit better, right? Okay, so I want you guys to look on the, the screen here. Do you guys know what this is? Chipmunk, groundhog. What is that thing? Okay. I'm going to tell you what it is. And once I tell you what it is and I show you, I tell you what they do, some of you are going to feel much better about your parenting skills. Okay? That's a quokka. Okay? You find those over in Australia. And here's what a quokka is known to do if they're being pursued by a predator. They toss their babies at the predator so they can escape. Now, how many of you are feeling like, I'm actually a really good parent? Like, I'm not so bad after all. I would never throw my child to a predator. But when we don't do anything with our devices to help our kids, in some ways we're kind of like hoping a predator doesn't find them, and then we hear the horror stories later. So one of my favorite quotes, and it's funny, but it's so true, and it's this, one of the hardest parts about parenting is this, disciplining the you out of your child. How many are glad social media didn't exist when you were a teenager? I know if social media had been around when I was a teen, oh my goodness. I'm sure I'd have had a lot of talks with my parents about things I would have posted. Because I I know how I I would have been because I know how I was back then. So so my question for you guys is this. um, Who knows the difference between a modem and a router? Who doesn't know the difference between a modem and a router? Okay. Okay. I was having this conversation with Jesse, though. Jesse is our, our IT guy here at the church, so this guy really knows all the behind-the-scenes stuff. So we were having this conversation as I was going to do this to say, let's talk about what people do and what they don't know. So as a parent, we always say things like this, I would die for my kids. I already said that you would die for your kids. I would do anything for them. But my question is this, if you'll die for them, will you live for them? 
Will you be the parent that they need when they get to be in adulthood? They're like, Mom, Dad, thank you for having that tough conversation with me. Thank you for saying no to me when I wanted you to say yes. Because here's the reality is we are our kids' parent first, not their friend. Now, every parent wants their child to like them. There's not a parent out there who's like, I want my kids to hate me. No, we want them to like us. But the reality is they only have their parents. They have a lot of friends, but we have an opportunity. We have a responsibility to parent them well. Here's what Ephesians says. Ephesians 6 says this. It says, fathers, or I will say parents, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Now, as a parent, I want... I want my kids to succeed in life. For those who have adult children, you want your kids to succeed. But the reality is this. Third John says this. It says, I, have, I find no greater joy than this, than to see that my children are walking in the truth. Now, I want my kids to be successful. I want them to pick a career that they find validating. If they get married, they have kids. All those things are great. But I want my kids walking in the truth. Isn't that like your number one goal for your kids? I mean, that's the number one thing. And so we have an opportunity. This time in their life, you'll never get it back. So you have this impressionable time. And so... They're going to have access to the internet, and so what can you do to help them? I love what Deuteronomy says, because here's what Deuteronomy says. He says, your job as a parent isn't just bringing them to church. Now, bringing them to church, it's important. Okay, they're going to have great relationships here. But here's what Deuteronomy says. You must love the Lord with God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands I'm giving you. Repeat them again to your children. Talk about them when you are at and when you are on the, when you're going to, and when you are, okay? So, two more verses, eight and nine. Tie them to your hands, wear them on your foreheads as a reminder, write them on the doorsteps of your house and on your gates. So as a parent, you have the responsibility. Your kids are going to look at you and say, what does a Christian look like? What, what do my parents find valuable? So I want to give you guys that charge tonight as your role as a spiritual leader for your children to say you have the most important role in your kids' lives. So as I told you at the beginning, my two goals tonight, I want to inform you, and we're going to spend a lot of time here talking about information, but I don't want to just inform you. I want to equip you. How many of you don't like go to a place and they just tell you all the bad stuff, but they don't tell you how you can fix the bad stuff? You're like, yes, I know the world is bad. What can we do about it? Okay, so my goal tonight is not just to tell you the stuff that's bad, but to say, what can we do to help you? So here, here, are, here are things parents want help with, okay? Okay, do you want to know this? How do you protect your kids online? How many parents want to protect their kids online, okay? How many want to, want to monitor what your kids are viewing? What do you, how many want to know what dangers are out there lurking, okay? And then how do you have that awkward potential conversation with them? Would you guys agree those are four things that parents all want to know? Okay? So you have four choices when it comes to internet with your kids. And it's a, it's a graduated thing. Okay? So you're going to block, limit, monitor, or fully trust. And I think some of you, you handed your kid the device and you immediately went to number four. You said, we're just going to trust you. Please don't mess up. Please don't do something you're not supposed to. We don't want to get that call. When this family, when the guy called, the dad calls me the next day, they found their daughter at the park. I am sure six weeks earlier or three weeks earlier, they never thought that was going to be what they were going to find with their daughter. Because I know their daughter. I was shocked myself. And they were like, you know, beside themselves. Like, what do we do now? So you can block, you can limit, you can monitor, or you can fully trust. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to give you 10 things, okay, that are, are dangers on the internet. 
First thing is doing inappropriate content. Porn. Right? When we were kids, it was not easy to get our hands on. We knew a guy who had a kid whose friend who had it. We don't want our kids just having access to it because if they open up their phone, they go to Safari or Google, boom, there it is. So we don't want our kids viewing things inappropriately at an crazy early age, right? Okay? Inappropriate communications. We don't want them communicating with people they don't know because somebody finds them, they send them a message, and we don't, they don't, we don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. They could be in the next town over. They could be around the world. So we don't want them to have inappropriate communications. There's social media challenges. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Cyberbullying, posting private and confidential information, cyber predators, phishing, smishing, online scams, identity theft, targeting children, malware, posting and sharing something that your child will regret. So those are 10 things that your kids could potentially get themselves in trouble with. Have you heard of any kids that you know, maybe your own children or other kids, who've gotten in trouble with any of those 10 things? Yeah. And when it it happens, if somebody you know personally, it really hurts, but when you see it on the news and you go, how did that happen? It's because the parents may not have realized some of the things their kids were doing behind the scenes. And they had no idea. So here are some websites I want to talk to you guys about. And please understand, when I give you this list, this isn't like the ultimate list like oh my goodness these are the only things because every time i teach this it changes so you can't say well you know what you told us back in 2021 in march that was the list because the list will change but the first thing i want to tell you guys is this twitter if you have a twitter account if you're aware of this it does not block porn it's the only of the social media sites you can post porn on twitter and it's okay so if your child has a twitter account just know that's accessible to them. How many had no idea that was the case? Half of you. Okay? So if your kid has a Twitter account, just know that's what they have access to. Next, TikTok. And I did a lot more research in the last few days because the last time I taught this and where TikTok is today, it's not going away. How many of your kids have watched TikTok videos? How many of you have watched TikTok videos? Okay? How many have another social media account and if you're on Facebook or Instagram and your friends have posted a funny TikTok video on one of those other social media accounts? Yeah. Okay. So TikTok. Okay. TikTok. They don't let they don't let porn on there. But if you watch some of the videos, the language they use, I would bl- I blush. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm gonna let my nine year old or my eleven year old watch this. So let me just tell you, as I've done my research, because here's where I get my research. The same way you can. Google and YouTube, you can find so much information if you will just dig in and look. Because TikTok actually made some changes in January that you can actually pair your kid's TikTok phone to your phone. There's a thing called well-being that's on TikTok that you can actually limit how many minutes your child can be on TikTok in a day. So if you want to say you get one minute, one minute. So there's things on TikTok. There's even if your child, if, they, if you sign up for them an account and when they're under the, age, under the age of 16 and TikTok sees they're under the age of 16, you can actually set some restrictions so they don't see some of the stuff. So TikTok, again, I'm not telling you you should or should not be using I'm just telling you if your child is going to use it, don't just give it to them wide open and say, please don't watch the bad stuff. Because as they just flip, The bad stuff's just going to pop up without even having to look for it. So if your child is using TikTok, just know you have options. And there's better options now than there were even before January. So I'm encouraging you, if your kids are using it, don't just let them have the account. Do some things to put some restrictions on TikTok so they don't just have the ability to just 
watch any and all videos that are out there. Now, there are some apps out there your kids can use. So if your kid has a iPhone and they're using iMessenger, I check my kids' messages. Please understand, your kids will use other messaging devices besides iMessage or on their Android. They will use other messages. So if you're thinking, I check my kids' messages every night and I know what they're texting, let me tell you, no, you don't. Because these are some of them. WhatsApp's one that's out there very important. Okay, Kick's another one. There's other ones out there. Those are two of the more popular ones. Okay, Snapchat. Snapchat's been around for quite a while now. And every once in a while, somebody makes the news because they posted something they shouldn't have and it went out to the world to see. Snapchat, if you guys don't know how it works, they can post something and it goes away. So if they want to post a picture of themselves inappropriately, they think it goes away until the person on the other end takes a picture of it, then it doesn't go away. Now, these, most of these programs have some sort of filter. Snapchat, you're not going to filter it much. It's not very easy. And I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the apps that are out there and some of the programs that are out there you use to monitor stuff. But let me tell you, if your kids are using Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, any of those kind of videos, anytime somebody direct messages your child, there's not a program out there that can find it. So, how do you combat it if you can't see what they're doing? You have their password to those social media accounts. And when they have a hard time with that, then they don't have a social media account. Because the reality is they can direct message and there's nothing you're going to do. And if you're thinking as you're checking their text messages, you've stopped it. You really, they, they're, they're not using it that way. There's another slide there. We're going to show you some more um, sites. Okay, These are sites that... Probably most younger kids aren't using, but as they get to the teenage and adult years, those are a lot of sites up there. Tender, Grinder, Scout, fake calculators, they can hide pictures. Hot or not, Meet Me, Badoo, Bumble, Whisper, Live.me. Those are all different sites out there that if your kids have apps on those, your phone, their phones that have any of those on there, you need to be like looking at it going, why do you have this? So for those who have an iPhone... There, there are so many things you can do because they have come out with more options for on your phone that you can lock your kid's phone down without having to download a single app. And I'm going to talk to you about that. And the same with Android. Okay? So how many would say, all right, Pastor Scott, you've informed us up enough now, and technology might, could possibly be a problem. How many have not, have not told you enough and you're thinking, no, my kid will never mess up because we have the the NMK syndrome. What's the NMK syndrome? Not my kid. I have Officer Maldorelli. Officer Maldorelli, so you come to a parent's house and they said, not my kid. My kid never would have done that. Never happens, right? Never happens. Not my kid. So my goal, remember, was to inform you, but also to what? I heard, I heard Matt. Matt's with me. I want to inform you. Also, I'm going to do What? equip you. So now we're going to turn to what can you do, not just be scared to death. Like my kids should never touch the internet because you just told me all these terrible things that could possibly happen if we just leave their phone totally unwired um, and unclipped. So here we go. So here's three things you can do. Become equipped to help your kids. James 1.22, I jumped over that slide earlier. Mike, can you throw that slide up again quick as early on? James 1.22 says this, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you're fooling yourselves. So let me put a little twist on it. Don't just listen to what I'm telling you tonight and do nothing with it. Because if you do nothing with it, what are you doing, Marcus? If you're doing nothing with it, what are you doing? You are fooling yourself. So if you listen to me and go, oh, that was a really good thing, 
That was nice. And you go home and you do nothing with it. You're fooling yourself. So let me give you now some of the resources that you can equip yourself with. Okay? So there are, there's websites out there. There's one called Bark. Bark is a really good one. And the fact that it will actually see what your kids are scrolling through. And if they see something, a cyberbullying, or they're trying to access a website they're not supposed to, you'll actually get a message going, hey, your kid was actually on a site they weren't supposed to. Now, these programs all cost 5 to $10 a month. I would say if you can't afford the $10 a month for those programs, then you shouldn't be spending the 15 or $20 a month for their line to have their smartphone. And however many hundreds of dollars you spent on their phone. So these programs all cost a little bit of money, but I'm telling you, it's, you, you have to be able to afford this. Okay, I'm not your financial manager, but you've got to be able to say, I'm going to do this. So there is, oh, can we, can we come back to that one, Mike? I know I just I jumped ahead, but can we come back to that one? Can we go up to, and that's my bad. Mike is following exactly what I have. I just jumped ahead on him. Um, here we go. So there's Bark. There's Custodio. There's Circle. Circle gives you the ability to actually filter stuff, what can come in and out of your computer at your home, even on their mobile devices. So if you want to make sure certain things aren't happening, Circle is a program you can, uh, a, a program you can purchase that you can put on your home computer. They actually have it mobily now. So if you want to protect stuff and say, okay, I don't want them to be able to even see these sites because it's going to do it so they can't even access it, you can use something like Circle, which is another program. These are, there's, there's, 20 programs or more out there that are like these. These are some programs I've looked at. I think these are good programs. So these are programs you need to go home and then you got to do your research because we're not just listening to me. We're going to do something about it because we don't want to fool ourselves. Life 360, Life 360. If your kids start driving and you want to know how fast is my kid driving in the car because you're not in the car with them. Life 360. It will actually tell you how fast they're driving. Now, I will tell you this with mobile devices, with the GPS. How many have been in your car driving somewhere and your GPS could not tell you where you were at in your car? And you're like, I'm right here and it can't find you. So I'm just going to tell you right up front, anytime you think the GPS says my kid is at this place, make sure that they're really at that place that says they are because they might not be. So I'm just telling you, you can't 100% because I know with my GPS on my phone, it can fool me or say this. And it said my, my child was not at home and I was in his bedroom and it showed him down the street two miles and I knew where he was at. But Light360 is a great one. As I said earlier, if you have an iPhone, you have that Find My, which means you have the ability to know where the people are in your house if they have an iPhone, where they are. Now, when we started with our kids saying, we're going to use this, at this point, my kids were probably 14, 15, and 17. And we're like, hey, we're now going to be able to see where you're at on your phone. And my kids were like, thanks, Dad. You love us. Thank you for thinking so highly of us, that you trust us in such a way, and that you want to know where we're at. They were like, no, you don't trust us. And I said, listen, this find my iPhone is going to work both ways. Here's what it means. You'll know where dad is at at all times, and I'll know where you're at at all times. And what it does for us is my kids are adults now. What's wonderful is if I want to know, instead of texting one of my kids who might be driving, I can look on there and it says they're going down I-77, and I'm pretty sure that's the GPS is right in that point. It could be wrong. I can see they're driving. So there are some safety things that help us, but, and I know where they're at. And so when, you're, when you go to tell your kid you're going to put that on their phone and they like have a, mm, what am I going to do? You're like, okay, I pay for your phone. I pay for your, I pay for your line every month. The, the phone bill is in whose account? 
Any of your kids have their own phone and their own line and their own account? No, it's yours. Okay? And so when you put things on their, on their devices, it's not because you don't love them. It's because you do love them. And if something were to happen, I have two daughters. If something were to happen, I can't find them. At least I can know, okay, last time we knew they were in this location. I could at least try to track down where they're at. So that's something that parents have the access to with a Find My. So here's the two things that you have on your devices that won't cost you a penny. So if you're going, I don't want to spend $10 a month. Okay? How many have used screen time on your iPhone? How many know the word screen time for your iPhone is really not the best wording because you can do way more with screen time than see how many block how many minutes or how many minutes your kids can be on a phone. If you've used it a lot, you know it does way more than it. I actually like the wording for Android better. Digital well-being. Because screen time, you think, well, I'm just going to be on their phone for 10 minutes. You can do things like limit where it says, do not let them um, access a, an adult website. You can click that so they cannot. So if you have Safari on your iPhone, and at, what, what does Android do? What is, the, what is your, is it Chrome? Chrome. There's this little button at the bottom there called private. And if you go that, it means you can access something nobody knows about it. When you put that on your phone and you say you can't access this website, guess what button goes away off the bottom of their phone? Private. And if they were to try to access the hundreds of millions or porn sites out there, they can't access it from their phone because you said you can't visit those websites. Now, how many did not know that? And I'm like, I did not know that. Thank you. The rest of you guys, you should be teaching the class. Okay, I found that out myself like a year ago. Wow, you can do this. I do not have an app store on my phone. Is that because I have an old phone? Nope. Okay, if you guys know who Craig Rochelle is, he pastors the largest church in America. Life Church, I don't know how many campuses they have today, but 50, 40, 30, I don't know, a lot of them. And a couple years ago, I heard him talking, and he talked about how he keeps himself accountable, and he goes, I don't have an app store on my phone. Really? He said, no, I don't want those temptations. I have my phone locked down, so if I ever need an app on my phone, I have to go to my admin and say, hey, can you put this app on my phone for me because I don't have the password? And so they put that on, they do that for him. And this is a guy who has the ability to impact hundreds of thousands of people every week, and he's like, I don't want that temptation. So I heard him say that, I thought, I'm Scott Rainey, I'm just, you know, guy who loves Jesus, loves working with kids. Who am I to think I don't, I, I want the same thing. So I went to my wife and I said, Put the passcode on the screen time thing. So it's not the passcode for the computer. I can get on the phone. I can get on the phone, but I can actually have a passcode, and she has the passcode. And so yesterday I went to her. I said, I need to turn the passcode off so I can do a couple things to see how this works currently. And she's like, I don't remember the passcode. I'm like, babe, I need you to put in the passcode so I can try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to sit right here. And she's like, I don't know what it is. So eventually... She locked herself out of, now she locked me out of the phone. She locked herself out of the screen time passcode. I'm like, you're killing me. You're killing me. So finally she goes after, it said, check back in five minutes. I'm like, oh, come on. So five minutes later she goes, I think I know what it is. <laughs> so it worked. I said, okay, please write this somewhere. Because I, I wanted to try something to say, can you, can you do this? Because here's what I'll tell you. If you think, you can put all these protections on your kids' phones, and you're like, okay, I'm going to protect my kids. If they really, 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 really want to access it, they're going to dig around, and they're going to find it. But does that mean you should do nothing about it because they're going to figure it out? 
Make it as difficult as possible. Now, some of you are thinking out there going, okay, this sounds all well and good. I can lock my kid's phone down. And here is the other piece to that that is the frustrating part, and that's why you guys, we're going to talk about it later, have the communication. If your kid's phone, and you've done everything you can to keep their phone and your laptops as productive as possible, and they've got a friend who has a phone that's wide open, guess what? Everything's wide open. So we're going to talk about the communication piece in a little bit. So you have, through screen time, you can restrict how much they're on things. Hey, you can say they can't go to certain websites because they go explicit. It's not going to let them go there. You can have it where they don't have an app store. Before they started doing all these kind of screen time things where you could have access or where you could actually help your kids, not make them hate you, which they may not be happy with you. We would do this with our kids because when the phone started coming around, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter was like 15 when she went to get her first iPhone. And we're like, okay, how do we do this? She did not have the password to the app store. Well, guess what? If you don't have the password to the app store, what apps are you downloading? Nothing. She couldn't. So if your kids are just downloading um, apps like crazy, change the password. Take the app store away from them, and if they need an app and they want to talk to you about it and you have a conversation, you think you do it, then you open the app store up, put it on there, get the app to it, and give it back to them. As opposed to just saying whatever app they want to find, because I gave you guys a list of apps that are out there that you probably need to be aware of. Next month, there's going to be more of them. So you have the ability to, to control what's going on their devices. Digital well-being, the things I just told you about with, 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 the, uh, with the App Store or with uh, Screen Time with, with Apple, you have all those same kind of tools with digital well-being. I like that wording better, digital well-being, because really we want our kids to be healthy. We want them to be healthy in every area of their life, and we don't want them to be on digital or on social media or these things, and there's things that they're accessing, and you have no idea what they're accessing. This next slide, these are the things our kids can access the internet from besides devices, right? There is PlayStation 5, there's Xbox One, there's Netflix, there's Amazon Prime, all these different things that are out there, okay? All these kind of, actually, let me hit this. Thanks, Mike, for leaving that up there. These are some other sites you need to know about, okay? Common Sense Media. If you're not sure about something, go to Common Sense Media, Go to Access. Go to Parent Chat. I have all that written down in your notes for you. Start Smart Social, CyberWise, Protect Young Eyes. I watched this the other night, Childhood 2.0. If your kids are on social media, if they're already at that point right now, you need to watch this by yourselves. And then you decide, do I let my kids watch this with me? If you have younger kids, do not let them watch it. Because really what this whole Childhood 2.0 is really talking about the social media and what it does for our kids. As adults, we don't really get pretty much get bullied on social media, at least I don't, but our kids do. And there's, kids, there's people out there that troll them, and they don't know, you know who's saying this to them because when we left school and we were a kid and the bully at school picked on us, we went home, it didn't follow us home, right? John Schwalbert, sixth grade, he was the biggest kid in the school. He sat right next to me in class every day, and if I didn't show him my homework, he'd beat me up, and he would do it at recess. So I had to show this kid my homework. Fortunately for me, John Schwalbert didn't follow me home every day. If your kid has somebody who's bullying them, Okay, and so you think, well, they went home from school, they're all good. No, there's, they, it can follow them. So you need to watch this and have those conversations to say, how do we help our kids? Because for me, with social media, it's different. For you, it's different. But for our kids, they can definitely have instances and situations where it can really get out of hand in a hurry. So I would highly encourage it. All of these, okay, YouTube, PS5, now Hulu, iPhone, Android, Netflix, all of them have options for you to do parental controls. 
For the longest time, we had, had kids had to have a password on Netflix if they wanted to watch something above PG-13. And they were thinking we were the most lame parents of all time. Like, we're 15, we're 16, whatever that was. And they were like, you, you know my friends have to do Well, we felt that was important. So every one of these things, if your kids are on the PS5, the Xbox One, the chat, you really need to look and see what is the chat. Do you need to turn the chat off? Are they chatting with people you have no idea who they are? Are those people grooming them? So you can set it up. They have private little groups. They can chat with their friends only. So to give your kids those devices and just say, go, I'm just telling you, they've got settings for you to help you help your kids. But you need to be diligent to say, I'm going to help my kids so they don't fall into some of these traps that can happen. So number one, become equipped to help your kids. I'm hoping what I've given you is equipping you. Number two, talk to your kids. Okay? Communicate, communicate, communicate. Talk to them about the dangers. If they're old enough to share with them examples of online behavior that have gone wrong, it's an opportunity to say, this is what happened. If your daughter send a picture to a boy with no clothes on, just know there's a good chance it's going to get shared throughout the entire school. Because when that boy goes to another boy, and then they're humiliated. So moms, dads, you need to have that conversation with your daughter. You don't do this. Because if you do this, there's a chance as soon as it goes to the next person, it's out there. Emphasize the point that everything they do online is public and permanent. How many have seen on the news, it happens almost every week, somebody who posts something on their social media and it costs them a career? People go back in time and they go, oh, back in 2015, you said this. And you're like, oh, I didn't mean that. I was whatever. And so they have to understand if they post it on social media, it is, it is permanent. Okay? When your child wants a new social media platform, you guys need to go through there and look and say, what are the settings we can put on this if we're going to allow them to have this social media platform? Those websites I told you about earlier that's in your notes, those are great things to say, okay, is this a site we want them to use? Okay? What does Common Sense Media say about this app? So you don't have to have all of the answers. Um, it's so important that they do not share their passwords because they give their password to one of their social media accounts, somebody else, somebody else can hack, access it and then pretend to be them. So these are conversations you need to have with them. And then if they're having issues, they're being bullied. Okay, you want them to tell you. It's horrific when you find out a child, not, when you watch the child do 2.0, there was a child who committed suicide. The parents had no idea that there was this bullying going on behind the scenes on social media. They had no idea until it was too late. And none of us want that story. Remember the NMK, not my kid. And so those are things that you need to have those conversations and talk to them and say, okay, you know, are there things that are happening? Are there things you need to talk to us about? And then the last thing is a random checkup on the last slide there. The random checkup is you basically take your child's phone and say, we're going to look through it. And if they are having a fit, like they don't hand their phone over, why? Why? Why would they not? I mean, I'll give my kids my phone. They're going to see gushy messages between me and Christy. They're going to be like, oh, mom, dad, <laughs> you're so gross. So if those random checkups, you need to know their passwords for their phones. You are their parent, right? I mean, it's, it's, we, again, we said at the beginning, you're, you're their parent first. Okay, you're not their friend first. They, they need you. They need you in their corner. You need to be able to help them. Because, I mean, you think about when we were kids, the pressures that our kids are facing, we didn't face those. And so I'm glad to see you guys out here tonight because this tells me, if you're coming tonight to hear me, 
you're, you want to be proactive about this. Or maybe some of you, you're going to now be reactive because you're now realizing we need to start doing some of these things. Lastly is this. This is my important reminders. I'm going to do some Q&A here in just a minute. One of the hardest parts I said earlier about parenting your child is disciplining the you out of your child. Okay, What you do in moderation, your kids will do in excess. And I will tell you, I am guilty of being on my phone a lot. So I would not say, oh, I, I don't spend a lot of time on my phone. I certainly do. So I have not always been the greatest example for my kids of, because when the iPhone came out in 2007, I didn't buy it initially, but within three months, they dropped the price. And I was like, I think I have one of those. And I've had an iPhone ever since. But what you do in moderation, or in, in moderation your kids are going to do in excess. If they see you constantly doing things with your, on, in, on the internet, on social media, or whatever you're doing, they're going to do that. They're going to do it more than you're doing it. So they watch us. I watched my parents. I watched how my parents parented me, and I thought, I'll never do that. Have you ever caught yourself saying what your mom said or your dad said? And you're like, I would never. <sighs> so what we do in moderation, our kids do in excess. And then this last quote, when I met my, um, well, she was my girlfriend at the time because it'd be kind of hard to marry, meet your wife before you're married to her. But when I met my girlfriend, we went up to her mom and dad's house um, that first Thanksgiving to meet them, and I saw this magnet on their refrigerator. And the, the magnet, and they've held on to that magnet all these years later. Now, these days, the magnets don't go in refrigerators because it's stainless steel. But I know she still has this magnet. And it says this, it's unreasonable to ask your child to listen to your advice, but ignore your example. So the example you set it's going to be very difficult for your child to do something radically different than what you're showing them how to, how to handle the Internet. So, are there things we can do? Have I given you some options to, to equip you? Have I scared you so bad, like we can't do anything? No, I'm hoping it's a balance between inform and equip. Inform and equip. Okay? So, We've got about 20 minutes, and I wanted to make sure we give enough time because I know there are questions out there. You're like, well, what about this? And I will tell you, I may not have all the answers. I will do my best to give you my perspective. And I know we have a few people like Jesse. I may call on Jesse to say, here's a guy who is like an IT guru who might help me. But I will do my best to help you because I know some of you are out there going, what about this? How do we handle this? So what questions do you guys have tonight about technology with your kids? Yes. Yeah. I, who's got an Android? Jesse's back there shaking his head yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Tom. I think it's just it's just having those open communication. I don't think it's I don't think it's going. Hey, you have any social media challenges? It's more like, hey, how are things going? You know, you should know what app, what what sites your kids are using. I would say my my three kids, my three kids. Um, one of my daughters has more of my personality, but she's not a big social media poster. My other two kids are more introverted, so they've never been like ones to like post a lot on social media. They'll kind of look through it, but they're not out there like just you know posting 
regularly. But I mean, when you, if you watch Childhood 2.0, it's on Amazon Prime. You will see what happens when someone starts fishing and trying to figure out who these kids are, and then you find out later that the person who said they were this wasn't, weren't that. And I mean, we sit on the news all the time. So when I watched the, 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 the documentary, I wasn't like, like, oh, I didn't, I never seen that before. It's just they kind of put it in an hour and a half. They really compact it to say, this is what happens if your kids are on social media and if you're not helping them monitor this, because they may need to take a break. So it's just not following them. But it's so hard because it follows them beyond just being at school. It follows them at home and it follows them everywhere they go. Matt. And I think you're right. Yeah, I know on my, on my Facebook, I get these weird ones every once in a while. I think you're right, though. There are some settings you can put in there to help with that. And that's where if your kids are going to be on social media, and for some of you, you've got teenagers, they probably already are. And that's where you guys really need to have that conversation with them to say, okay, what are they on? And then what can we do to help protect you? Because as I said, the last time I taught this with TikTok, they didn't have near the options they have now to, if you want your kids to be able to be on there, you can limit it. They actually have it through, they, they have a thing called well-being on their TikTok app. So it's not, a, it's not an Android thing. It's not an Apple thing. It's literally through there that you can actually limit how many minutes are on there. And if you put them as a minor, you can actually go in there and restrict what kind of videos they see. And that's not something they were offering before. So I'm assuming parents are probably making it vocal enough to say, we want our kids to be watching these videos, but we definitely don't want to see that. Yes? There's settings. There's a little three-dot thing you hit over there, and then you pop down there. It says well-being as one of your setting options. So, and then you can go in there and say, okay, you only get five minutes a day on this. But it has to, you have to put them as a child because if it puts them as an adult, there is no opportunity to even restrict what they can see. But you can restrict the time. Um, and that's where you put the passcode in there. That passcode is only for TikTok. It's not necessarily for their entire device. Kind of like I was telling you with the screen time on there. My wife locked us out, but it didn't lock me out of my phone. I just she couldn't get to the passcode. So it's really a passcode you would put on TikTok as far as how much they could actually access it. Yes? Yeah. And I mean, and, it, and in most cases, they're probably not a problem. It's just if they start chatting and if you let them chat, it's like, who are they chatting with? Can you, you say, hey, we're not going to accept you unless we know this person. But if you let them have an open chat, then you get, you know, the guy who's in you know, Montana, who's trying to figure out who these kids are. Matt, you were going to say something? So, I mean, those, I mean, those games themselves, I mean, kids like playing them. So it's just a matter of, okay, what, what are the things we do? And that's why I put the, the screen up there. With all these different things out there where they're watching things, there is usually some sort of parental restrictions. You guys have to do your part. James one twenty two says, don't just be hearers, but be doers. And if you don't do anything, what are you? You're fooling yourself. Okay. So don't fool yourself. Look at these things because again, they're going to be using them. There's a thing called YouTube kids, but I will tell you with YouTube, YouTube is one of the easier programs for kids to find a workaround. So if a kid wants to have somebody text them a YouTube link, they can probably get around stuff. And YouTube is so popular. There's so many things you can learn through YouTube. But there's a lot of stuff on YouTube we don't want them to. So I mean, I'm, I'm personally not 
a fan, especially for younger kids, because of the stuff they can find. But you can't put YouTube kids in until your daughter gets smart enough to figure a way to get around it. Because if she messes around, she'll eventually figure a way to get around it. But there is a YouTube kids you can put on it. I think at Valentina's age, it would be a great, up, great thing for her, especially at this age, to say, okay, we don't want you to access this other stuff. Because, man, there's so much you can learn from it. But there's also a lot of stuff we want, don't want them learning. Yes? Yep, yep. Yep. And that's where you go through their phone. And the first thing, you, if you delete their app store, they may not download any apps. Because here's the thing, if you delete an app off a phone and the app store is still there, it's in the cloud, they can re-download it. So if you say, oh, you're not going to use Twitter anymore, they can go back to the app store and they can re-download Twitter even though they don't want to be using Twitter because it was already in the cloud when you downloaded it before. So you'd want to remove the app store. But you're just going to have to go by page by page and go to their folders and look for the stuff, like the fake calculator. If your kid has a whole bunch of calculators, unless they're really into math, where's Karen Powell? You here, Karen? Karen's our math whiz. Um, if they got a whole bunch of calculators like that, then you've got to know there's, there's a chance they're hiding photos. Um, but you're just going to have to. But, I mean, it's really more of a scrubbing of going, okay, we want to make sure we're going through this. And I don't think most of your kids are going to be like, Mom, I just or Dad, I'm so glad you want to look at my phone. But if you want to protect them, you know, because I don't just want to inform you. I want to equip you. Those are things you're going to need to go. And for those who have younger kids, this is setting you up to help them when they do get a phone to say, okay, we're, gonna, we're not going to have to worry about some of these things because we handed them a phone that was already protected. As opposed to now, for some of you are having to go back now and say, we're going to have to look at your phone and we're going to have to do this. I'm telling you, limiting the explicit website is a really good thing on, on digital well-being and screen time to say they can't pull that stuff up. Okay? Now, Bark and Circle, both of those are two programs you can use that will actually work with your devices at home. Circle will actually work on your network at your house. So you go, we don't want these access sites to be accessed. You have that program on your, on your computer. Okay? I ask you guys, how many don't know between a modem and a router? And some of you raised your hand. The modem produces the internet. The router gives you the signal that goes out. Okay? Your router gives you the ability. I have one called Eero. There's one called Google Mesh. And there's other ones out there that you can actually have parental controls. So you can actually turn off your kids' um, phones from the Internet, and they're like, oh, my goodness, I can't access the Internet. Well, I'll just use my data. How many, I used to be the data police at my house until we got unlimited data. How many have been the data police and you didn't let your kids use their phone because they went over on their data? Oh, yeah. We went, to, we went to Disney many, many years ago, and my kids, all three had phones by that point. And we were driving from here to there, and oh, my goodness, they wanted to watch Netflix. And I'm like, you are not watching movies driving down there and back. It's not going to happen. So I got these notifications like, you just went over on your data. And it was a shared data plan. Like, you're using my data. So if you have AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, Verizon, you have the ability to turn off their data. So you can turn their phone into a brick by turning off their data and turning off the Wi-Fi setting on the router at your house to their phone. If you really are like, are they going to be texting their friends at night? You can put a lot of the end to that because you can brick their phone by turning those things off. That's okay, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you want to kind of be on the same together. And I will say this, I'm an iPhone person, but Android does give you more ability to restrict and monitor than iPhone does. 
But I'm, I, I mean, I'm used to the program. I, I mean, Androids are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't even know how that program works because it's different than your phone. Well, and through the iPhone, you can actually do something called iCloud where you can actually go on your computer and be able to pull up where she's at on her phone from iCloud from the computer itself without having to go to another device. iCloud.com. If you know her, her um, user ID and her password that she uses for downloading apps, and that's we just need it from her and then sit there and pull it up on iCloud so you can see it. I, you're better off as a parent being able to be instead of having to wait on them to help you. Um, but, I mean, everybody's these days, I mean, you go somewhere, your phone is it's tracking unless you turn your GPS off. Now, I will say, like, with Life360, um, I know of a family where they had used the Find My iPhone on their kid and their child wanted to go somewhere. They had their license, and they knew their parents could follow them and see what they were doing, so they turned their phone on airplane mode. So they went wherever they wanted, and the parents couldn't see them. Now, their phone was bricked at that point, but they didn't care. They wanted to go somewhere their parents didn't know. So that's what I'm telling you. I, you cannot just say, well, my kids are going to do bad stuff, so I'm not going to do anything. But just know they are going to find workarounds. But that does not mean you just say, well, it's okay. You say, okay, this is why we're doing this for you. We want to help you. We don't want you to, to fall into some of these pitfalls. But if you, if you have a router, you should be able to access your router and make those changes. And if you don't have a router that you can do that from your, from your phone, you need to invest in a router that you can then connect to your computer, your your company, AT&T, Cox or whatever. Um, who's the other big one? Not Cox. Who's the Spectrum? Okay. They can help you to get that thing connected on there. You can have a geek squad or somebody come out there and help you get that thing connected if you're not sure so that you can monitor that stuff. And, and protect them. I mean, protect them from the things that are out there. We don't want those horror stories for our kids. Yes? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesse? No, they have a bark to go as well. Yeah. But initially it was only in the home, and it was like, okay, when they leave. So there come out more of those, but I'm telling you, the first thing you need to do is you need to use your screen time, your digital well-being on those two devices, and set some settings in there now, and then go, okay, what other programs do we want to use to help complement us, to help us with this? But I'm telling you, you, you use those two things, and you start doing some of those restrictions and things that we don't want them to access you're going you're gonna to save them from potential heartache um, because of things that you know, they, they find that we don't want them ex- being exposed to.
at least I didn't want my kids being exposed to. I can't speak for you, but I know for me, I wouldn't want my kids exposed to that stuff. Brandon? It monitors, right. Correct. Yep. Correct. Bark alerts. But but the advantage for Bark is if your kids are on social media and something's happening bad, it's going to alert you. Where Circle is going to basically help you filter stuff so you don't get it. So you almost you almost could probably marry the two to say, this is going to alert me and this one here is going to block my kids from getting to these sites. Does that make sense? So they're not the same thing. They do two different things. But if your kids are at home all the time, you may not need this, but you need this for home all the time. Circle may be all you need because you don't want them getting on Instagram. Well, guess what? We blocked Instagram. Um. What I was having my wife mess with for me yesterday because I wanted to get on there is like, so TikTok. So if I were to say TikTok app, you can't have it. Could they go to TikTok.com on, my, on, my, on the Safari? And the answer was yes. But if you go into the restricted websites, you can say, what websites can you not access? You put TikTok.com. If you were to pull it up, it doesn't have access to it. And so all I'm telling you is you have to do your homework. I have given you four pages of notes that if you take this and you just leave it in your backseat of your car and you don't do anything with it, then you're not helping your kids. And I think if you came here tonight, you want to help your kids. I mean, if you didn't want to help your kids, I'm not sure you would have came to hear me talk to you guys for an hour about, here's, I'm not just informing you, I'm equipping you with some resources you can use. And again, if you've got younger kids, this is really going to help you as they get older. For those who are in the teenage years already, you're going to have to go back and see, well, how do we help this? And you've got Probably a difficult conversation. She may think you're the worst mom in the world. But, you know, like I said, my friends, if they, they had no idea their daughter was going to be in the park and they found her at 1 o'clock in the morning. They had no clue if they had And their daughter to this day, she probably has figured out then, had no idea why dad pulled up with headlights blaring at her, well, how he figured out she was there. It's because they had to find my enabled on her phone. And that's what made me, made me understand that most parents don't, or some parents don't know what you can even do just from the phone that you're, that Android and Apple have given you. Um, and those things weren't around initially. They, when they first came out, when the App Store first came out, I don't know if you guys had an iPhone back in 2008, but 2008 is when the App Store came out. Anybody remember when that came out? Does anybody remember? I know I'm a little older than a few of you. When it first came out, it was the biggest thing in the world because when you first got an iPhone, there was no App Store. You just had the apps they gave you. That was it. And so when the App Store first came out, they didn't have the ability to even know how to stop you from buying stuff on there, and so kids could just click to buy something. And one of my friends in Oklahoma was actually a doctor. His son was eight years old, and all of a sudden, Dr. Mark got an email that said, you've spent $100 on the App Store today. And he's like, what? So he went to his son. He's like, did you do this? He goes, yeah, I bought stuff. And he's like, Dad, I didn't know it was real money. <laughs> the kid had no idea. So he got a hold of Apple, and he's like, hey, excuse me. And they're like, yeah, we realize we're going to have to put some restrictions in this. So then you had to put a passcode in to use that. So they had to refund his money because they realized when they first got out their App Store, they had some problems. And so I'm sure he wasn't the only parent who called and said, oh, why is this $100 bill on my, kid, on my App Store? Because I didn't do it. And so I think Apple and them, but not that they're always looking out for parents, but I think they are giving you guys some tools. You just have to, in Android, they're giving you some tools. You just have to do the research Find the YouTube videos out there going, okay, how do I put digital well-being on my kid's phone? You're going to find a thousand videos out there. Look for the most current one because this stuff is always, always, always changing. So I taught this a year ago, and what I taught a year ago, what I'm teaching you tonight, is different than what I did then because it's going to change. More questions? Yes?
I mean, those are great questions. I think it obviously can be a case by case, but I are, there's a circle that your kids hang out with. I think it's kind of, you want to kind of know, do my kids' friends have access to these devices that are just wide open? Because they don't know. I know we have some friends. I know um, Kim and Jesse, we have these friends over at one of our other campuses. That mom regularly has people come up to her and go, can you help me put screen time on my phone? Can you show me how to do this? Because these moms at these softball or baseball games had no clue. And so this mom, all of a sudden, it fell into her lap where people were like, help me, because they didn't know what to do. And so I had conversations with her. You're okay, how do you, you know, what have you done? Because it just kind of came upon her because her kids had stumbled across stuff, not because they were looking for it, just came into their lap. So I think it's a situation to say to their parents, if your kids are hanging out with them going, hey, do you guys put any kind of restrictions on your kids' phones? And they're going to say, I didn't know you could. Well, I have this handout, and you know you can use, you know, what you do, you can say to them, let us help you because here's things we've done for our own kids. Because, again, you can do everything you can, but if your kids have other friends who have other devices that are wide open, they're going to get access to that stuff. And that's where you can't just say, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. But just know that is the, that is the, the workaround for them if they're really trying to access stuff. Um, and that's why you need to really know who their circle of friends are that they're, they're interacting with. Do me a favor. If you want me to send you the hyper, the, this is a, is a, so I can give you the hyperlinks, email me and I will email you this document. Okay. And my email address is scott at gracecovenant.org. So if you'll email it to me, I will email this link back to you, this PDF back to you. And as, um, as I said earlier, this will be on the website at some point where you'll be able to see these slides. And of course, I shared stuff with you guys tonight that's not necessarily on the notes. So the, you know, it's also going to be an audio that people can listen to after the fact. So the stuff we went over. Obviously, some of your questions they're not going to hear. Um, but yes, one T. No, two T's. Two T's. Two T's. Two two O's. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. More questions. Do you feel equipped? Who feels more equipped when you came than you're leaving now than when you got here? Who learned something you did not know when you got here? Who knew it all and you should have been teaching the class? Okay. All right. If I can help you, my, I mean, my role at the church, obviously you guys know I work with the kids' ministries, but I, I, some of your kids, I've had them through the years, and so you guys reach out to me. My role is just to help families. I mean, that's all I want to do. I want to see your kids grow up to be spiritual champions. So if I can ever help you, and I think most of you guys know, most of you guys have my cell phone number because I text you guys. I text your kids on their birthdays. Um, if I can help you, all I want to do is I want to come alongside you. I don't have it all figured out by, you know, by no means. I don't have perfect kids, but I will say this. All my kids love Jesus, and that's for my wife, and that's a big deal um, to get them through you know, the middle school and high school years, and they still love Jesus and love us. Um, it's the grace of God's all I can say because um, it's, it's fun. When you get to those teenage years and your kids know everything and you know nothing, it, it gets really exciting. So, But God is with us. All right, well, let's pray. God, we love you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the, the gift we have of our children. Lord, they truly are a blessing. Lord, your word says that children are a blessing of the Lord, and they truly are that in our lives. And Lord, um, Lord, we also take the job of parenting very important. It's important uh, for us. And Lord, we want to raise them in a godly way. And Lord, we want to help remove those temptations and struggles that could be in their path. And Lord, I pray as we go forward that, Lord, you would help each one of the parents in here not to feel overwhelmed, but Lord, that they would do their part to say, what can I do to help my kid? 
And even if their children maybe aren't as receptive at first, that they would understand why mom or dad or mom and dad are doing this, because it's not because they don't love them, it's because they do love them. Lord, we pray you would just help them. Lord, guide them, protect them, keep them safe. And we pray this in your name. Amen. All right, you guys have an awesome night.